thank you for pushing play on the Rocker Dog Podcast, the only podcast that talks to musicians about their canine companions. I'm your de facto host, Tim Dill, accompanied by my producer, best friend, and walking partner, Charlie the Golden Doodle, and today we have a great conversation with singer-songwriter Matt Susich, whose new single, Let Me Die Before They Find Me Like This, dropped two weeks ago, and this is his ball, beach, and hike-loving Rocker Dog. My dog is Mabel. She's a shepherd mix, you know, just a good old fashioned mutt. Part nice. uh, part German shepherd, part Australian shepherd, part husky. Uh, it's probably some lab in there too. According to the okay. DNA thing, if you trust that, I don't know. Did you do one of those? Uh, when she was a puppy, yeah, the vet offered it as a, as a thing and uh, we bit. I mean, when you look at her though, it's pretty evident. Like she's got all the, all those characteristics. Yeah. I was curious what she was because I did. I immediately was thinking German Shepherd, but there were certain characteristics. Her snout is isn't quite long enough. Her mm-hmm. frame isn't quite big enough. So I figured it was some sort of mix. Yeah, when you look at her face, it's like it's a German Shepherd face. Yeah, um, because she's got you know those moles. Uh, but then also, if you look dead on, she almost has like this corgi, like yeah, face to her. You yep. know, <laughs> so uh, it's it's weird. It's it's funny with the mixes. I love it because you get this like weird. Um, I don't know, you, you, your brain goes down these paths of like what this dog could possibly be, you know? Yeah. How old is she? She's six. Okay. What was going on in your life six years ago that you elected to get her? Um, well, it was, uh, it was with a woman I was dating at the time. Um, and it just worked out as far as, you know, our lives. She was a full-time day job employee, um, you know, freelance and, traveling musician so right. it just worked out better that i was spending most of my time at home and i was able to have the dog so uh at that point in our lives it worked great and you know when that relationship ended it was uh i got the dog and was that still. an easy thing was that it's obviously your dog or was there a, i mean a, i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't go too far battle. into it but it was it was just uh i think pretty obvious that um it was just the easier route um right and it was also we had a very bonding first 10 days as a as a pair me and me and mabel so uh it was it was almost you know clear that it was she was my dog but uh you know just because of the the time spent together as in the formative week (laughs) right anything (laughs) special about that formative week just it was maddening you know she was three months old and she was you know she was she came pretty house trained uh thankfully but for the most part, it was just me figuring out how to live with a dog, like schedule wise, you know, right? Because it's insane. You don't know what you're getting, like, as, unless you've done this before, which I hadn't. We, you know, as a child, we had a dog, but hardly my dog. And so, right. um, when you do this for the first time, you just don't realize what your what the commitment is in the beginning. Like it's right. easy to like, it's easy to fantasize about like, oh, we'll get a dog. And if you get a full grown dog who's fully trained, it's a different animal. And you, then you have, you know, this pet that you have to like take care of every day. However, the beginning with a puppy is a whole different ball game. And so, you know, figuring out outside schedules and all that kind of stuff with a puppy was just insanity. And that was, a, it was a crazy week for me. Yeah. I, I didn't realize the having to go to the bathroom overnight getting up at three in the morning to let them out and then bring them back in. It's like, that was, that was what caught me off guard. 
Yeah, I have to say, and, and you know, I realize this is not the norm, but that's not a thing I dealt with. She was, uh, she was always really good through good the night. Sleeper. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was. Good. I mean, at the beginning, she was, she was a bad sleeper, but she never needed to like go out. Um, right. And and at the beginning, obviously, I took her out because I didn't know what was. She just, it was just. Uh, she's always had this like separation anxiety. So I think at the beginning there was like a crate situation. We were trying to do the crate thing, but I, then I realized like, no, the reason I want a dog is that she lives with me in this house yeah. and she gets to, and she enjoys all the things that I, you know what I mean? Like this couch, I, I'm not a big fan of the no dogs in the couch, no dogs in the bed thing, because this is, I, you're, you're here, you're here to live with me. You know, I want her on the bed with me. I want her, but yeah, basically I, I, I just wanted to have her have free reign of the house. And so she was not sleeping through the night because she was not as close to me as possible. Right. You know, is the vibe that I got. And so once I, once I took out that uh, element, she uh she was able to sleep through the night and but it was it was a, a huge learning curve to realize like okay you need to go outside a lot more than i realized and it's like you know multiple that's a, as a puppy it's multiple times an hour it's like right. you know and when there's an accident immediately outside i'm always blown away by people especially in new york city i'm i've been fortunate to have apartments that are somewhat close to ground level but like i can't imagine what it's like to live in, an, in like an elevator building or or a walk like a fifth floor oh, yeah. walk up and have I've, a puppy that you have to take out every every you know hour where were you living when you got her uh, i'm in astoria queens so i'm and i'm still here cuz you know, so is that brownstones and not really buildings just, or? It, you know it's like ranch houses if it, it depending where you are there's like these uh two story i've only ever lived in like these two story homes you know on a okay. floor on one floor of a two story home kind of vibe um, so I haven't, ha haven't dealt with the apartment building thing though. You know, the fear always comes in my head, even as a, even as a full grown dog now, you know, like I, it's still, if I ever have to move, I worry about other things. Like, you know, she loses her mind at the, at anybody that comes near the, the house, like, you know, mailman, FedEx, UPS, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, so if I ever had an apartment building where I'm living amongst, you know, 15 other tenants as opposed right. to the one, you know, I just, uh, she'll be annoying. Well, she seems to like musicians. I mean, on your social media, it seems she gets along with all your your band members and your collaborators. Is she, does oh she, yeah. Does it take a minute to warm up to people, or is it just you know whoever's elected to come inside gets a pass? Or she's she's finicky. You know, I think we all have this fantasy of the studio dog and the tour dog, but she's also a shepherd, and so she could be a little protective, uh, territorial, and so it's it's definitely like a cross your fingers when someone shows up that she's going to like them kind of thing. And, you know, right. there's been some ankle nips at, for, you know, at some people in the studio, especially in a, in a place like a studio when she's like, this isn't my home. Right. I'm a little protective of, you know, where I am. And so that's just where you have to kind of like give everybody the heads up. Like, Hey, look, don't no sudden movements past her. Like when, when you get to know her first and then, you know, don't go bolting by, but I, I don't bring her everywhere as much as I would like to, because maybe when she's older and she's a little lazier, I made a new record that's coming out this year and we did it at uh, a studio, a house studio where I was also living in the house. And I, I moved down to Nashville for three weeks to do the record. And uh, the producer has a cat and she is not a cat dog. Uh, <laughs> you know, we never did that as a puppy. That's a thing. Yeah. I think you have to do right at the beginning is get yeah. them acclimated to uh, cats. And she, we've never met a cat that she likes. So it was it was very hairy. It was like okay, we we kept them separate the whole time. Never they never really met. I, I if I had to walk by the cat, I picked her up and I walked by with with her. <laughs> and you could just Funny. see like the eye contact they were making. It was hysterical. 
Now, has Mabel made it on a recording yet? Absolutely. She did. We did a, a contest when I, my last record, Don't Be So Hard on Yourself, came out last year. But <laughs> we really buried it in there. So you have to listen in good headphones. Um, okay. It's, it's on a song called uh, New Normal. Okay. Well, the you, last you, track you tipped, on the you, record. You tipped your hand on that, so I'll, uh, I'll go find it. It's funny yeah. you mentioned you know, your last LP, that Don't Be So Hard on Yourself. I see her on the back, and then I mm -hmm. see on Instagram you do have a wide shot of the cover, which she was yeah. actually cropped out of. The no, cover, she's think, in it. Is she? She's in it. Yeah, I'm almost certain. Maybe I maybe because I'm looking on social media, not, not actually on the the oh, store well, itself. She's in that picture, but I think on the square on the square LP, the she square one she can't. Out. She can't quite make it. Right, the square yeah. one. Yeah, she can't. She doesn't fit. So if yeah, I'm looking right now on the square version. She just just barely makes it. I'm sorry, she doesn't make it. It's just right. like if you look where the shadow is like she's right to the right of the of like the <laughs> I'll just look yeah. again can you see the shadow on the record but she's you know obviously where she's cropped out like I can think you see so. an indication of her, of her okay I think I, you know I might have had to fudge it for the for the vinyl pressing right. I might have had to move her over just a little bit because uh, I don't remember for sure just because of where I didn't want her to get cut off by the spine yeah. of the record so i might have had to, to nudge the photo over a little bit so it might not be a perfect if you cut it if you cut the vine the, the 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 sleeve in half and put them next to each other it might not make a perfect photo yeah. but i'm not sure you're gonna have to go with a gatefold next time no matter how much it costs oh we actually that's funny uh we just had that conversation and we're not doing the gatefold which is a drag <laughs> but <laughs> but uh she she's she doesn't make the uh Oh boy, I don't know if she makes the artwork this time around. Yeah, I don't think she does. Where is she now? Can she hear you? Did, but, can she hear? Can yeah. she hear the news that she's? She's well. She's record? she's part of my logo. So if you see that logo, I have yeah. a I have like that. She's on that. That's always that always makes the cut. And the merch. I noticed the merch. Mm -hmm. She's on t-shirt. That's nice. Nice to see. I know you mentioned on a post that uh, it's nice to see Mabel's face like across the across the country. Yeah. Well, it's funny. There's there's that shirt which makes it around. But also um, I have a very fortunate, I've been very fortunate to have this group of people who uh, I, I started doing these live streams a couple of years ago. It started, it was at, it started at a random time. I would just like, I would post, Hey, I'm going to do, uh, you know, tonight at eight seventeen or, right. you know, eight 43, I'm going to do a, a live stream. And then I got, I started doing them regularly at nine Oh one specifically. And then it became like a little club and these wonderful people who come every time I do one, they, they made like a little, they made their own shirt and they took, they took that photo of Mabel actually from the record. Uh, and they, they cut it out and they put her on the shirt. So I, that was the one that I was seeing all around the country. Cause the, you know, the beautiful thing about the live stream is that you're doing this free show on your Instagram page. Right. And everyone there is from a different city, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of these people met on this live stream. So there was this little community. It was beautiful. And every, every time I was in a different place and I would see a 901 shirt front and center, I was like, Oh, this is, that's my dog on your shirt. I love it so much. I, I, I never get a, uh, it never gets uh, old for me. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like, you know, this, this show that obviously talks to musicians about their dogs is how dogs become a part of the brand. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think yours is more prominent in a good way where I think you probably get asked about her when she's not there or, mm -hmm. you know, is that true? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think it's just so easy to do because they're, they're with us everywhere. Like, you know, maybe not for everybody, but for me, she's, she's in a lot of the places I am. 
And so right. to make her part of the brand isn't isn't so much like, oh, I'm going to capitalize on this cute yeah. thing that I have so much as like she's always here, like that she's always yeah. front of mind for me, you know, yeah. um, and it's uh, it's just part of you. You mention her so much or you for me at times that there, there, I've, I've played shows where she's come with me, you know, so when I when I do play a show and sometimes people are like, oh, I was hoping Mabel would be here, you know, like <laughs> house concerts specifically where it's a little more lax and you don't have to worry about um certain protocol or or checking with right. the venue like you know sometimes sometimes people will specifically ask me to bring her <laughs> it's it's more stressful than anything to, to honestly to have her it's it's a bit stressful but yeah uh, i can see that but sometimes it really works out nicely and there's you know yeah sure when i go to places that people are always asking me about her and it's it's wonderful i love that she's known you know yeah that's great yeah now it, did it, she go did she tour with you at all with either the con and crows or kathleen edwards no you know, it's it's a fine line. I think when you can pull it off, uh, it, it has to be the it has to be the right circumstances. I think to pull it off well, um, right. without without it like being borderline abusive, because you know accidentally abusive. Like it, I think, yeah, um, that tour. If I had a you know if I had a bigger team, it would have been easier to do. But I didn't have any room. A first of all, I didn't have any room in the car. <laughs> you know, for at the, at the end of the day, even if all the logistics were in in place there just wouldn't have been room for her. So that would have been uncomfortable. And uh, it was also the middle of the summer, you know, traveling around the country in some of these places, it was like, you know, 107 degrees outside, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so what do you do in that, in that space? Like you have to find, it's, it's just going to get more expensive there. You know, you find dog friendly hotels, do all the, yeah. do all the things properly. Then you're leaving your dog. And I don't mind so much leaving her alone. She's fine alone, like in a room it's those logistics that get so stressful. And when you're on the road doing your own tour managing yeah, to have that extra arm and a leg or yeah. you know, four, four legs. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that makes to sense deal, to deal with. It, it's a, it's hectic, but there are times where I've done short runs. I've done like a week, you know, on my own around the Midwest and, and it's great to have her. I love it. it you know, it, it also makes me go out and be, you know, a little bit more social than I would normally be. Right. Because if I'm on the road, I'm not a very social person. And so, when I go out, I go to the show and I go home. Maybe sometimes I'll go grab a like a beer after a gig to unwind, but I'm not out to meet people. And with the dog, I'm forced to go. I find a dog park everywhere I go. Every in yeah. a new city, you find a you find a new beautiful park, and you get to you get to know a little bit about a place in that way. And then you meet some some cool people there too. Yeah, no, it's a def dogs definitely open up the door for introductions. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see what this next, this run with Kathleen uh, this year holds, because I know it, it, it might be a little, uh, a little less arms and legs as far as bands and gear. So mm -hmm. if there's, if there's a chance we're doing, we're bringing our dogs, that'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Um, you alluded to that, to the fact that you had dogs growing up. Was that something throughout your, you know, boyhood? And no, we life? had one dog. Uh, it was one dog and it was very much my mother and sister's dog. Like it was, you know, she had her favorite, she had her favorites, me and my what brother. Kind of definitely. She was a Cocker Spaniel. She was, you know, she was sweet. Definitely a bit of a asshole. And me and my brother definitely got the, the brunt of the, of the bites, you know, no. uh, but also we were probably high energy kids and she yeah. didn't, didn't like it. But it's so funny to me owning a dog now versus my memory of it as a child. Maybe I'm oblivious because I was a child, but it's interesting. A thing that I noticed is that the culture wasn't there. I, you know, I grew up in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I don't think the culture was there. This whole like dog park culture, yeah. this, 
you know, daycare culture, socialization at all. Like in my, in my memory, it was, you had a dog, it never left the house. It went to the backyard or you walked it around the block or you never met another dog. Like I don't, I don't remember my dog ever encountering another, another dog. Uh, It's, it's become this thing now where they, they become a part of our, our lives, our social lives and our, our personalities. And it's, it's different than just having an animal in the house. Yeah. Uh, so at least that's what I'm perceiving. Well, it's funny to hear you say that because I think you have such great affection for Mabel, you know, and are you surprised at that connection you have with her? Yes. and no. I'm not surprised that it, I'm not surprised that how much I love her, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, but I was, I guess I was surprised that this is the most love I've ever felt. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like not to, not to knock, relationships i've had in the past but it's a it's an interesting <laughs> it's a uh, maybe that's going to shoot myself in the foot but no um, we're not naming names no no i don't think it's just a different type of love and i think you know not having children this is the the closest i've had to that kind of you know care and right. it's a you know it's a beautiful thing and i'm not I, i'm not surprised that it, it she pulled that out of me but uh it is something that i i do find i found it interesting how how deep it goes you know yeah yeah, you have a post when a Utah show was canceled and it allowed you to have like three days to tour through Montana. Yeah. And at the end of the post, you said, my only regret is Mabel wasn't here to see it. Oh, yeah. Are you feeding into the kind of the package of you two or do you, do you actually, I don't mean to think you didn't mean it, but would you think she'd really enjoy it or would it make the experience that much better for you also? Oh, 100%. No, that was okay. not, I wasn't putting on any, any kind of a, a fake, like uh, a joke. false, false internet. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, that was, that was, uh, that, that, I mean that wholeheartedly like that, that trip was not joking. I'm not, I'm not joking. That was one of the best three days of like recent memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great because I hated that we missed a show cause I didn't get paid and, you know, I wanted to play in Utah. That was a, a decision, you know, during the pandemic and, a lot of weird things were happening and that was a, uh, uh, you know, mandates and all that kind of stuff. And so that was one of the longer drives I was not really looking forward to. I was alone and I, I love driving alone, but that was one of those trips where I think I had to go from, I think it was Denver to Spokane. I think it was Denver to, to Salt Lake and then Salt Lake to Spokane. Okay. And Utah got canceled and I wasn't, I don't book really, I don't book rooms in advance. So I was glad I didn't because I didn't have to cancel anything or lose money. But uh, once we had that opportunity, that Utah show got canceled. We had three days. I saw it as an opportunity. I was like, oh, shit, I'm just going to go north. And I went up to through Wyoming into Montana. And I, I've never been to Montana. I've always wanted to go. And so uh, I found myself there and I did the whole, you know, straight across. Oh, sorry. Straight across um, east to west. And it's just so beautiful. And I'm not, you know, this is this isn't uh, relevatory. Like it's uh, right. You know, everybody knows how beautiful Montana is, but I had never seen it before. And driving through all these stops I made, I just remember thinking like, God damn it. I wish, cause I, you know, I love having her with me. Yeah. Uh, especially in those, like I just said, like it makes you social and I was alone. So stopping in places like I, I will say Livingston was the one for me. Like I really enjoyed Bozeman, but it's a little much, you know, it's, it's a bit of a tourist trap now to their chagrin. And, <laughs> and I enjoyed, I enjoyed, uh, Missoula as well. But Livingston was where I found myself talking to strangers. And I'm like, who the hell do I think I am? Like, all of a sudden, I'm at a brewery and I'm talking to people. Like, I'm in, I'm starting conversations, you know, uh, and there's somebody there with their dog. And it's you, you, you fall in love with a place like that. And all I do is picture, like, oh man, it would have been great if she was here with me. Yeah. 
she doesn't give a shit where she is. You know, she as long as she's with me, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. But for me, having her with me there would have been amazing. We, she would have run, you know, some fields. There were beautiful open spaces there, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was true that that was that would have been the best. She wouldn't have been allowed in that, you know, in the state parks. I didn't go to any of those though. So, who watches her when she when you're on the road? Uh, my parents actually. I they live in the. I, I live in the same neighborhood I kind of grew up in. So, oh, great. Well, not kind of. I live in the same neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah. And uh, uh, my parents are still here and they are they're the first call, you know, and they love to do it. That's nice. That's a nice yeah. resource to have. Absolutely. It feels good. <laughs> <laughs> so, given Mabel's personality and disposition, what would her walk up music be to the plate? Oh, my God. Is she like a-, a Metallica or would she be more of a, you know, have something indie that's got a little bit. Or hipness to it? No, she's definitely she's a especially if we're if if there's a real ball there, uh, she's a lunatic. So uh, you know, I would go with something like ACDC if you want blood. Okay, nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a she is a lunatic with a ball. I've trained it out of her enough that um, she understands a leave it command when we're yeah. around other dogs and a ball is in the presence. Yeah, uh, good one. But, to know. Um, yeah, she because she if she see if she is allowed to play with a ball around other dogs, she becomes like a complete jerk. Um, and there's only there's a few you know she has a few pals where she won't be possessive with. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I don't even want it to happen because the minute she gets her eyes set on it, you know they get those squirrely eyes, and once you get uh, once they get focused on something, then it becomes less fun. So then we have to leave anyway. So it's like all right, yeah. we're, we're out of here. This is you're not you don't want to play. <laughs> All you want to do is tear the ball apart. I saw there's a picture of Mabel on your Instagram where you guys are out in Montauk. Oh yeah, Such we a go great area. We go a lot. Does Mabel like the beach? Oh my god, she loves it. <laughs> she loves it. Between the beach and hiking, she's just in her element. She's nat. It's funny with hiking. She's a natural. Like it's just obviously like they're in her. She's in her element there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's times where like you're doing like a heavy sc- like scramble, and you're. I was like nervous. Like oh my god, where's I look behind me? Like, where's Mabel? And I look up and she's like looking down from a rock, like, come on, come on, come on. Like, what the hell? You're, you're too slow. And I should, I'm like, okay, I don't need to be nervous. She's fine. Uh, but then at the beach, you, you just see the side of your dog like where the, you know, I don't, I've never met a dog that didn't like the beach, but I think they exist. Um, it might be mine. I, I haven't proven really? it, but my, my, my dog's personality just, I think, doesn't oh, like interesting. water. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the, the water is scary at first for her, but it's just, this, it must be the smells or something. Cause the first time I brought her to the beach, I think might've been actually Newport. It wasn't Montauk, but um, Newport, Rhode Island. She lost her mind. Like I let, I took her off leash there and she just went crazy for the seaweed and, and almost, I mean, within five minutes, she found some kind of dead shell, dead, dead, <laughs> you know, fish or something she had in her mouth and she would not let it go. Um, and that's where she, the same, that Newport is where she learned how to swim. That was, uh, it was the first time I saw her go. She was like hesitant to go in the water. Um, it was a calm inlet type spot. So it wasn't crazy waves. And she wasn't going in until somebody else showed up with their dogs. And he had like, he had proper water toys. So he, he threw a ball into, as soon as she, a ball went into the water, she oh, followed yeah. those She's dogs. Like, it's on. <laughs> so, and, yeah. And then I'm, I'm, I'm almost in tears. Like, oh my God, she can swim. Like, you know, it's <laughs> that kind of thing. You're watching her like so proud. She's like paddling away. And now, now she has no problem going in. To the ocean, that's nice so. that's nice yeah i love it all right well let's go to the zoomies question yeah, one is do you kiss mabel on the mouth no i, I do not I, do. I you know 
Uh, That's like a 50-50 answer. I, I, I'm, I should do the stats for these first no. episodes. It's a, you know, top of the snout is as close yep. as I get. Uh, and yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of neck. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let her, uh, you know, kind of put the, the forehead up against the neck kind of thing is the, is the big move. Okay. That's the, uh, that's, you know, that's the, that's her, her comfort zone. Great. Question two is, has she licked anyone well-known or famous given, given your occupation? The most famous person would have to be Adam Duritz of Counting Crows because she did come to one of the shows when we had a break. She was at the final show in Boston. Um, okay. And we had about a week in between the last show I was on and the last show of the tour that I was also on. And uh, so I brought her for the Boston show and she was in the hotel and I walk in at one point, Adam uh, comes into my dressing room and he goes, Hey, I saw on, on Instagram that you're that Mabel's here. And I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, where is she? And I was like, she's in the hotel. And he's like, well, <laughs> go get her. <laughs> like, That's like, awesome. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So Can I, I went, meet her. <laughs> yeah. So I went, well, he had already met her. She, she had come uh, to okay. his, his, his place a couple of times um, in the past, but I brought her, I went over to the hotel and I grabbed her and uh, that was, so I guess, yeah, you're right. They actually met prior to that, but that was one, one moment that was nice. So I think, you know, maybe a, a, a large percentage of counting crows she licked, but yeah, I honestly, I'm trying to think who else, if there were any other happenstance uh, meetings, but that's the, that was the one. That's a good one. That yeah. might be my best one yet. <laughs> okay. Question three is if Mabel was to, well, she does, she joins you on the road sometimes, but if she was to fully immerse herself in the music business, would she be more of a fan, a critic, a roadie, or a groupie? She's a worker. She's a worker. She, she'd a be, uh, yeah, she'd be loading the gear. Good. Good girl. <laughs> Question four is, do you have a dog voice that you use to speak to her with? Absolutely not. I do so not. So you, you speak to her as a peer? Yeah, that's right. She's, she's my roommate. Okay. All right. Do you, do you give her a dog voice ever? Like What's that? speak for her. Do you give her a dog voice ever? You know what? You're not the first person to ask me that. And I realized that, no, I, I, I don't have a inner monologue voice for her. That isn't, I mean, you know, it's, it's probably somewhere if I had to come up with one on the spot, it would definitely be like a Jim Henson. Um, you know, it would be something along the lines of like a Rolf, Rolf meets Fozzie. Right. Kind of nice. thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Last but not least, is there a charity or dog organization that, you'd like to give a shout out to yeah i you know i gave that some thought because you asked me ahead of time and i and i think i would have to go with um just because that's where i got her so i'm grateful um it's a new york rescue pup stars the the it's stars with the z at the end okay um and that's the that's the rescue that that brought her to me so they accept donations all year round i think so Great. I'll find some information and post it on my wrap up. Um, going back to that, how did you how did you know about them when you you know when when you went to go find a dog for yourself? Um, again, Was that your I first give, and only stop or no? I got to give credit to my ex girlfriend for that one. She really handled the logistics. Um, and really, what it comes down to was you know it's like Tinder for dogs. You, whatever the apps are, I don't even know what they are. Uh, like Pet Finder and those kind of things. Like they all aggregate. I think. They get like all, all these different rescues are on the same services. Okay. So, so I think when you're using something like PetFinder, you're going to, you're not, it's not PetFinder that's helping you find, I don't know how to articulate this, but you're, you're not go just going to get PupStars dogs from PetFinder. It's, it's coming from all kinds of different rescues. Um, right. It's probably but a they're, all, they're a all kind of geolocation yes. type of, yeah, exactly. That's right. And so 
um, it was just like, you know, you're looking on these, this app, you put an application and then keep putting in applications for all these different dogs and different rescues all over the place. So that, I think it was just, you know, it was just a roll of the dice really kind of, uh, that, that brought them to us. Right. Well, it sounds like it worked out very well for everybody. Yeah, it did. It did. So great to hear. Well, do you have anything to promote coming up in 2023? Yeah. I mean, uh, judging when this comes out, I have a single coming out on January 20th. And it's the first single from a new record that is also coming out in April of this year. And so, you know, just keep an eye out for all that stuff. All right. Well, I'm lucky enough that I'll see you live when you pass through the South. So looking forward to that. I want to thank you for taking the time and sharing Mabel's story with us. Yes, sir. This is great. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Likewise. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Matt Susich. Keep up with Matt and his music and socials at mattsusich.com. His last name is spelled S-U-C-I-C-H. Matt elected to give a shout out to Pup Stars Rescue, who are an animal welfare group committed to the rescue and rehabilitation of dogs and cats in public shelters at high risk of euthanasia, as well as those in danger of abuse. They are committed to rescuing as many animals as possible, saving over 3,100 dogs and cats since 2015. For more on how you can help adopt, foster, donate, or volunteer, go to pupstarsrescue.org. And as Matt pointed out, that's stars with a Z. Thank you for tuning in. We're always open for feedback and love to hear from you. So hit us up on Instagram at rockerdogpodcast, where you can also find great pictures of our guests and their dogs. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode, like the one we have lined up next week with another singer-songwriter whose dog helped him face a life-changing diagnosis. It's a sweet story, and we hope you tune in. Until then, keep those belly rubs coming. So long for now.